and welcome to Nature Finds a Way, a pop culture podcast where we nerd out about biology facts and fiction in some of our favorite books, movies, and TV shows. I'm Lindsay, and she's Sarah, and we are marine biologists in recovery, and today we are heading out of the ocean and into the jungle and talking about Mighty Joe Young. Yay, gorillas! Yay, gorillas! This movie has science! Uh, It does, and gorillas, and Bill Paxton, mm-hmm. and a very young Charlize Theron. Yes. Um, yeah. Had you seen this movie before? This is one of the ones I was trying to remember, because we've had this conversation before, where mm-hmm. I don't remember, because there was such a long trailer for it in what in front of one of the movies that I watched a lot. <laughs> Probably nice. Hercules, judging by the dates, I'm going to guess. Yeah. So... Maybe. Um, I honestly don't know if I watched it. Uh, yeah, but I like. There's I, definitely parts I remember, but they might have just been from the trailer. I definitely had watched it, but probably like on TV mm. or something. Definitely would not have seen it in the theater. Um, yeah, it came out in 1998. Yeah, um, we might have rented it. I yeah, don't know. We might have. I feel like there was, was like another family gorilla movie that was out around then too i have no idea there was that chimpanzee one mm, yeah with the guy from seinfeld jason alexander sure and a kid yes was it and they live in a hotel right yep mm-hmm. yeah there was that, there was that. Mm-hmm. and then and whatever else. and then there was well gorillas in the mist was a lot earlier mm-hmm. than this but i definitely had seen that movie and read that book because it's very good mm. but um yeah well i don't remember if the movie's good the book's really good um the it's the diane Vassy yeah one um yeah so this is yeah basically if you haven't seen it uh charlize theron plays I well she doesn't play the young child at the beginning but that character is a young child at the beginning her mom is a gorilla researcher in generic africa um and there's yeah they're like observing this family of gorillas very like diane Fossey. What's her face? Jane Goodall. Yeah, Diane Fossey, Jane Goodall style. Um, and then these poachers come, and uh, there's a big kerfuffle, and her mom gets killed, and this young gorilla Nate that they call Joe, his mom gets killed, and Joe bites the fingers off of one of the poachers. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's, like, the inciting incident of the movie, and then, um, Charlize Theron and Joe grow up together, they're both orphans, and, yeah, and then it turns out it he is not a normal-sized gorilla, he's a giant gorilla, and then Bill Paxton comes to town, he's a zoologist working for an animal, animal sanctuary looking to capture a cool gorilla to bring back for fundraising purposes kind of I think. it's very hand wavy it's yeah like yeah it's a bit weird um and then they do and Charlize Theron comes and then the poachers because of all the media stuff about the giant gorilla the poachers learn where the giant gorilla is and then come and try to take him back and shenanigans ensue there's a ferris wheel and Mm -hmm. a small child and all this stuff and then so many people watched on the news and the gorilla saves the kid from the 
fire and the Ferris wheel and they donate so much money that then they take Joe back to Africa, Charlize Theron and Bill Paxton and buy a huge piece of land and everybody lives happily ever after. Yep. That's the movie. That's the movie. It's other than some not great parts. Mm -hmm. And if you sort of hand wave and ignore the fact that Bill Paxton was like in his mid forties and Charlize Theron was in her very early Uh twenties and they have romantic entanglements. Um, Other than that, it's pretty good. Yeah. I actually, I really enjoyed it. The part where he's loose in Hollywood was a bit like, Mm the producers are stepped in were like this will be funny haha everybody loves animals doing ridiculous things and it's like it's godzilla or king kong sorry not godzilla i know what godzilla is it's like it's king kong (laughs) but he's at grom's chinese theater ha 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 it was like how many how many king kong references can we make in this Mm -hmm. movie and other like large animal yeah, large animal romance. wreaking have like monster movies yeah like i don't know enough about it, um, hollywood but i do know that la traffic is horrendous and i can guarantee you that they did not need to drive that giant truck full of gorilla down the street where uh down hollywood boulevard <laughs> like what is he doing there no like la is full of highways yeah, like they're going to the airport <laughs> yeah like, yeah yeah it was a bit and then it was a bit contrived and then he's in like the um weird sewer things that have a name that are super famous oh the culverts yeah, in la yeah. and like where the um the race is in greece and also where Charlize theron drives a mini after stealing all the money in bank uh, in yeah, Italian yeah, yeah. Job, but i'm like come on guys yeah i don't know la geographically well enough no. to understand if that is actually a ridiculous yeah geographical jump i have no idea but i'm assuming that there I were do some know ridiculous that the geographical sign is nowhere near grom's chinese theater so he definitely traveled pretty far oh yeah no yeah and there's like well i mean he's a good he's a mountain gorilla so he's a good climber but there's a really big hill that we seriously like almost died driving yep. up mm-hmm. <laughs> we um, almost died on a lot yeah. of hills in california <laughs> that yeah that was that was a road trip yeah Note to self, when driving in LA, don't drive stick while wearing flip-flops. Um, yeah, that was that was rough. Mm-hmm. I think, like, we didn't actually almost die on no, that one. No, it was just I a almost lot. died of a panic yes. attack. It was a lot. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, yeah, gorillas. Mm-hmm. So Joe is a mountain gorilla, and mm-hmm. the average weight of a male mountain gorilla is 195 kilograms or 430 pounds and mm-hmm. their standing upright height is 150 centimeters or 59 inches so about five about six feet um and they keep talking about him being 15 feet tall and 2,000 pounds but they do hand wave it away saying that he has a recessive gene of gigantism which i guess is also yeah. what hagrid has i don't know um yes just one of those things where um, Regina King in this really random role that I didn't actually even know she was acting in the nineties. No, she was really she was good, really great. Yeah. Um, and I liked that she was there, but not linked to being from Africa. Um, right? Yeah, she was yeah, just yeah. a black scientist she was a, working in LA. She was the veterinarian, yeah, I think. She was the vet. Yeah. Um, she's like, Yeah, she's got a recessive gene. I'm wearing a lab coat, so <laughs> So trust this me. This is what it is. 
Yeah. Um, and mountain gorillas um, are really sexually dimorphic. Mm. Males can be incredibly large, especially like the silverback or the like the alpha male of a group. Um, oh, look, Lindsay helpfully recorded the tallest yeah. gorilla ever recorded. This was under the was... generic gorilla one, just so you know, not under mountain gorilla. Oh, okay. Well, Still. it's probably a mountain mm-hmm. gorilla because, yeah, they are bigger than the other yeah. gorillas. Um, yeah, was about two meters tall or six feet five inches and weighed 219 kilos or 483 pounds. So basically, Joe is like five times the size. Yes. So basically, the ish. tallest gorilla. Well, five times the weight, three times yeah. the weight, three times the height. The tallest gorilla ever recorded is the amount of distance that you need to stand between people. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Giant gorilla Giant size. Giant gorilla size. Yeah. So. That's definitely more like there are there are gigantism genes mm-hmm. like, um, but they they don't usually, as far as I know, make like in humans anyways make you like five times yeah. or three times yeah. or any times it's like one and a half times, yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't know anything so. about that, but I'm pretty sure we would have heard if that was the case. Uh huh. There was a uh-huh. whatever thirty foot person out there. Yeah, exactly. Bill Paxton like goes to africa and hires african locals yeah, to help so him like hunt where i have some uneasiness because saeed is there which i know lost and i'm like i don't understand if you guys are trying to hand wave him into being a person from africa or if you're just not like if you're not addressing like it was so strange I think, yeah i think there's no way that it would have jumped out in the 90s because i didn't know who he was true um but yeah like looking back now you're like "Mm, you're not i mean there are people who live in africa that aren't from africa but i looked at like here but like indian descent was born in london yeah um and i'm like Mm -hmm. i know that he played indian or east african or east asian in lost um yeah like he's played like middle eastern and yeah but yeah it was a bit weird and yeah anyways yeah. the whole africa thing I know, was, was especially it, like it wasn't the worst thing well, i've Charlize ever seen Theron is african so yeah she's from south africa i think that a lot of it like it's kind of like a weird middle ground it's not as bad as you would expect it to be but there's still and i don't know this might just be because it's been 20 years and we're living in 2020 that i noticed yeah. this worse than i would have yeah, probably. I think it's... I was surprised. I was like, oh, Charlize Theron's in this movie. Right. I knew that. Oh, but then they give her an American accent? Yeah. It's weird. Like, it would have been totally fine if she'd had her, like... Actual accent. Natural mm-hmm. accent. Um, which, like, now hearing her talk, it, like, her... Because she's been working in America for so long, like, her accent is pretty muddled up. Mm-hmm. But um, back then, I'm sure, like... Oh, yeah. If I know anything, I, I know what happens after 20 years of a South African accent. Yeah, it goes crazy. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, the fact that Bill Paxton's there and, like, a conservation program is paying African locals instead of poachers paying them, like, that in general is good. Mm-hmm. It's not always great, but it's, like, better than nothing. It's, like, one part of reducing illegal um poaching um one really small Mm -hmm. part um but yeah bill paxton like in general like the fact that he goes on this huge apparently well-funded thing to get like a two thousand pound animal with like no pre-arranged plans yeah it was very strange and then he like doesn't tell his assistants what 
is going on. Then they yeah, get yeah. him a leopard, and he takes a blood sample. Yeah, for... and, but he doesn't, like, have a cooler no, or anything and, like, to put it in. No, and, it's not stated at all what he's doing. He's like, you know, if he'd be like, I'm here. If he was a scientist or, like, a conservationist or anything, researcher, yeah, coming to this part of Africa to take blood samples of animals, and then he discovered Joe, and was like, I know this place where we yeah, go. Yeah. That would make way more sense. Like, it's just so strange. But, yeah, from how everybody else talks about him, he's like, he's like a hunter that this conservation society hires mm-hmm. to go and, like, find exotic yeah. animals and rescue, I use yeah. air quotes, mm-hmm. rescue them back to California to raise money for a maybe sketchy maybe not sketchy we'll get into that um conservation charity um yeah yeah it's it's weird and also yeah like you can't take blood samples and then just ignore them you gotta either like smear them like onto a slide Mm -hmm. and then you let that dry or you have to like preserve them somehow Mm -hmm. yeah you can't just like have blood and like stick it in your backpack nope. and then also cross international borders. Nope. <laughs> also, do you know how many permits you have to get to move? I know that was like, my biggest thing is like primates, there's especially. such like crazy time frame waviness, especially at the end where they're like, uh, what are we going to do? Where are we going to put Joe as he's lying in the middle of this fun fair? And then they flip to yeah. like, look, we raised enough money and you can be on this conservation land. I'm like, but how long did that take? I know. I know like I I've never worked with gorillas and I've never done anything with primates um from the wild but like we basically gave up on trying to move like teeny tiny primates to another facility that was outside of Canada because there was too much paperwork it's so complicated we would have done it if we needed to but it just oh it was yeah the amount of paperwork for like a not super endangered, like bred in ca- bred in a conservation captivity situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like just like just the <laughs> I can't even of imagine for a gorilla. Get him. Get a truck there. Get him in the yeah. truck. Get him on a plane that he would fit in. And then like the amount of like the amount of plane changes that you have to take to get from generic Africa to L.A. Uh, I know, and then another truck. Well, like, like just... in the real world, an animal like that would be flown on like a charter yeah. plane. Um, like, yeah, it's not going on some generic cargo flight. No. So yeah, you got to book a cargo book fl- plate. It probably needs to. I don't think. I mean, maybe if it's a charter, it can do direct, but probably not. No. Um. Yeah. 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 And you can't just like pull a enclosure out of your pocket no i know like the enclosure like... was giant and already and like ready so I know. that oh so i meant uh, yeah yeah the exhibit enclosure like in california but i was also thinking the like transport yes, the cage. transport cage also yes because it's yeah. giant and like yeah. yeah and just and also like early theron does she have a passport um, yeah exactly think, she's never kissed a exactly. man so but does she, have a passport? she has a passport like, i have a lot of issues with the way that she's represented because she doesn't mm-hmm. wear a bra and she always wears tank tops, even though she grew up in Africa. So there's no way that she would be doing that. Um, or yeah. she wouldn't, she would also be wearing a hat. Like she knows what's going on. Um, well, exactly. But she's like incredibly over-sexualized. Like I knew when the movie started that at some point she was going to end up wearing mm-hmm. a ball gown. Um, yeah. And 
all of this stuff. And then but I'm like, like, there's literally no reason whatsoever that she couldn't have been a scientist. None at all. No, I know. Like, yeah, so she was like, Ray, like, she was orphaned, or at least her mom died. I don't know what any other family, and then raised in this like African research community. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't she have like she's raised by all these other scientists? Why wouldn't yeah, she have she's gone raised by scientists? To university? Like she loves her mom, and she like she made a promise that she would protect the gorillas to her dying mother. Yeah. Like why wouldn't she have done this? Like it's just so strange, and it would have been such an easy thing. It wouldn't have taken away from her sexuality at all. <laughs> scientists can be sexy, and they can wear ball gowns. Yes. So like, but probably not at the fundraising gala. Mm -hmm. It's dumb. where she works as a gorilla keeper um <laughs> also like yeah yeah and oh yeah the, the like faux awkwardness of like oh i've never worn a dress before yeah was it was just really infuriating mm -hmm. um yeah could have been done way better yeah, she didn't even um, trip in her heels every single person in a hallmark movie trips in their heels at least once and she's fine i know like or like be cranky about being forced to wear heels yeah yeah Ugh. anyway so let's talk about habitat construction in conservatories if you want to know more listen to our jurassic world episode because it's <laughs> all about this oh my god why aren't yeah. there any security cameras yes security cameras secondary containment um also quarantine like quarantine which we talked about in our buffy episode um yeah like but also there would be quarantine not just for the animal coming in but like primates are closely related to us mm -hmm. they're not just gonna let like anybody open the door no. into that exhibit no. like you have to first of all be wearing proper protective equipment both for your safety so that you know an overly excited wants to play with you but doesn't really understand how big they are animal doesn't injure you see the hide and seek mm -hmm. like Great enrichment for that animal, but like not safe, not because he's trying to be mean. Yeah, it's because he he's just... 15 feet tall. Like, there's just, that's just the way that it's going to be. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Have you ever been basically knocked over by a hundred pound dog? Multiply that by 200, mm -hmm. like, or by 20. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's that. There's also like, he's in this exhibit that was nice. Like, it looked really good and complex and big. But then as soon as he exhibits any behavior outside of, like, the narrow, like, calm, mm -hmm. well-behaved animal behavior, he's able to destroy and break and probably cause himself injury um, or, like, a, like, major destruction to that exhibit. Like, an exhibit has to be designed for worst-case scenarios, yeah. not best-case scenarios. Like, so, yeah, pipes and stuff should be buried enough or out of reach enough that he can't reach them. Yeah, it was just ridiculous. It was. It just like it doesn't even. He doesn't even have to be agitated. He's a no, giant just animal exploring. Who has, yeah, who yeah. has an exploratory, curious nature. Like, of yeah. course, like, eventually he was going to find those pipes. Eventually, he was going to pull the plant Absolutely. out of the ground because he could. Like, he's only got so many things to do in a day. So, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, unsafe exhibit. Um, also, like. Yeah, you want an animal in their enclosure to be able to express, yeah, the full range of all their behaviors. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't just include them being docile and sitting in a corner. Yeah. Like, that's a terrible 
exhibit. Um, you want them to, yeah, to be exploring and digging and climbing and doing whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it should be safe for them. Yeah. And also it should be, yeah, a safe, safe access for human keepers. So yeah, like multiple doors, usually like you wouldn't just, yeah, first of all, you wouldn't just fling the gate open and leave it open behind you. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, you probably wouldn't go in there by yourself. You wouldn't, as like the director, wouldn't just walk no. in. Like, I, yeah. There's no way. No. Like, there's no, no way that he's like, I'm just going to go feed this animal. Like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. If you're a director, you understand also, like, that. Where was the food that exactly. he was going to feed it? Like, there's no way. It's just so strange and frustrating when we get to these kinds of parts of movies where you're just like you know guys you could have just asked do you know how many gorillas are in um conservation facilities right now like yeah most of them (laughs) yeah speaking of do we want to talk a little bit about actual gorillas in the wild yeah so gorillas in the wild as you probably already know are endangered or critically endangered hey their biggest threats are habitat destruction and poaching. Super fun. Um, so some of the ways that you can help very um, not too difficultly, because you can't do a lot these days, but you can yeah. share your story, share information um, with your mm. lawmakers. Speaking of... Mm. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sorry, we're recording this on the Monday before the US election. We're a little loopy. Um, <laughs> So, but anyway, regardless of where you live, you can still help, you can still tell people that you care about this and you can support uh, researchers. We have a link to the Diane Fossey um, site in the show notes so you can make your voice heard. You can recycle cell phones and electronics. Um, The metals mined from gorilla habitats, especially in the Congo, the Democratic Republic of Congo are used in cell phones and electronics um, and recycling the ones that you don't need anymore will help reduce the demand for these metals and then the hunting that occurs because they don't want the gorillas on the mining camps and blah, 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 blah. And the habitat destruction and yeah, yeah, all those to open up a mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, then you also get to recycle other parts of your phone, which is good. Mm-hmm. For other recycling reasons. Yay, recycling. Also, like, don't get a new phone unless you actually yeah. need a new phone. Yeah, there's a like... lot of issues with the... <laughs> constant need for phones um that mm-hmm. we're not gonna go into because i just go on a rant um yeah but again it's like everything else in the world just because there's another model doesn't mean you need it um so exactly purchase wisely with everything that you have mm-hmm. and thoughtfully mm-hmm. um yeah the other thing is um the palm oil industry uh is pretty assuming you've heard pretty destructive to natural habitats um but there are uh great groups if you are using palm oil to have sustainably sourced palm oil um and especially um buying palm oil and other products that are produced in africa from or any um any foreign country really purchasing those from locally owned businesses or co-ops rather than big international conglomerates means that you are supporting the economy in that country, which means that you're actually giving people an alternative to poaching. Yes. Um, so it's like a two, two part thing. You get to have better um, conservation in terms of habit, like reducing habitat destruction for these crops like palm oil and um, yeah. And then directly providing like directly purchasing from, locals rather than from an international company that's just 
less likely to be hiring local people um, and contributing to the local economy. So, yay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about that's about all oh, I've got. Oh, the only other... Go for it. The other note I had was that the full-size animatronics that they use for the adult gorillas, like, there's no live gorillas in this except for like background bits here and here and there um the animatronics they use are actually like surprisingly yeah good. it was only like um, when the hue was really close up and then you could see yeah. that the background was a green screen and i think that that isn't mm-hmm. so much the animatronics as just like the camera lenses technology yeah, i don't know enough about camera lenses but it's definitely stuff. like yeah just the like all of the technology that was required to make that shot wasn't all yeah. there Exactly. But it was pretty exactly. good. Yeah, the animatronics were pretty good. Even like close up the eyes, like yeah. the animation of the eyes and stuff was really good. Um, the young Joe, like climbing around mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the film, is actually Vern Troyer, yeah. um, the actor in a gorilla suit, and it looks like it. Yeah. No, as soon as I saw it, like I had forgotten that Vern Troyer existed, which is sad. Yes. And I'm sorry about that. But like I was literally, I'm like, that's Warwick Davis. Like it's yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, wicked, or I thought it was like, or a child, yeah, like, like in a suit, like it's definitely wicked. Just yeah, well, and even the very beginning, he like jumps or falls out of a tree, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, that was a stuffed animal. Yeah, like it looked so yeah, it was, inanimate. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is gonna be rough, <laughs> but then it got much better. Um, yeah, they obviously spent all their money on the giant one, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there was one also like super dated bit. There's like this whole car alarm mm. bit where the um there's a car alarm and like on hollywood boulevard and it keeps going off and joe like smashes it and then it changes and then he smashes again and it changes again and like it was it went on for so, so long. long it was just that and then everybody cheered when he finally broke the car enough that the alarm stopped or yeah, yeah. it was just like oh this was from the 90s when being annoyed by car alarms was like new and exciting mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah there were so many like <laughs> so 90s tropes funny. in that five minute scene oh. of like the cool yeah. guy and his old car and yeah all the girls oh, wearing their like had with their like frosted lipstick in their gw oh. convertible yeah um oh man yeah it was very like a con- conglomeration of characters from all the yeah. mid 90s movies mm-hmm. and tv shows were uh, in that scene yeah it was rough yeah it was, <laughs> yeah it was like we can't appropriately show stakes unless he interacts with every single trope from 1998 yes basically as opposed to everything else like he goes to the fair place and i obviously i missed the part because there was a giant fire um (laughs) like all this stuff and then like random cop shows up and he's like we can shoot them all and i'm like okay like i don't there doesn't seem to be the level of police force that was in LA in 1988 that when Nakatomi Plaza was attacked oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. is not the level that was happening here so no there was like three cops yeah it was a bit ridiculous yeah it was that part felt very very dated the rest was pretty good yeah i think like overall yeah um the poachers were a bit farcical but it was a disney movie so yeah yeah, for a Disney movie, it's not trying to be like gritty realism about poachers, which is good because mm-hmm. that would have been even sadder than this movie was. Exactly. Um, <sighs> yeah, yeah, had a little cry, mm-hmm. but then there's a happy a happy ending, so it's fine. Yeah, except I'm spoilers, but there's a there's an overall happy yeah, ending. Yeah, but then you're like, look how happy the gorilla is, and then you're like, look at Charlize Theron and Bill Paxton hugging. I'm gonna go throw up now. Ugh. 
Yeah, I <laughs> I was making dinner by that yeah. point, like, so I wasn't paying as much Bill attention. I love Bill Paxton very, very much, and I love his floppy hair, and it made me think about Titanic. Um, mm. and, it, and also Steve Irwin. Yep. <laughs> and it made me sad that he is dead. But yes. it was just gross. So. Yeah, it was a bit gross. And I was like, oh, Charlize Theron's become a much better actor mm-hmm. since this movie. Yep. Thank goodness. She was in like three things before this, so. Yeah, exactly. Big Disney debut. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of our episode. If you have opinions about gorilla exhibit design <laughs> or um, supporting local conservation efforts, mm-hmm. feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Nature Finds a Pod, or you can check out our website, naturefindsapod.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We will be back in two weeks with our inadvertent theme of African movies about animals that are being poached with attractive men in khakis. Uh, we will be watching the Christmas Netflix movie Holiday in the Wild because everybody deserves to look at Rob Lowe um, and elephants. So. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining Thank us. You.